Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. We talked many times about the importance of personal projects on this show and making the time to go out with the camera every day if possible. And today my guest has done just that. And he's photographer Michael Rommel from the UK. A few weeks ago, he embarked on a photographic journey every day during his commute to work, photographing sleeping commuters. And uh, so I want to talk about the project itself and uh, the idea behind it and how much he's learned in the process. Michael, welcome. Hey, Valerie, thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. Fun. A long time since we, we talked last. So what, know, uh, what's been going on in the world of Michael Rommel? <laughs> well, yeah, it's been far too long since I made any kind of podcast appearance. You know, I've been uh, super busy. We moved house again last year. Um, this year is going to be my, my busiest year for weddings. So I've been uh, you know taking the time to, to meet and greet with clients and me- emailing back and forth. And, uh, of course, I do have a day job as well, so that has been really keeping me busy. It gets and, in and the that, way, doesn't it? it? It does, you know, it's an eight-hour or, or more inconvenience, you know. I, I don't mind going to work, but the long wait to come home is a real pain. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that and, and family, of course, my two children, my lovely wife, uh, yeah, t- time is scarce. Yeah, I know. Don't you wish we had a, either an extra couple of days in the week or a few more hours each day? And, or we a, didn't... a lottery win would be fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, or if we didn't need uh, sleep, that would be even better. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I'm very productive in the evening as well and in, in early morning, so that would be ideal for me. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know the problem. But um, <laughs> so, um, so you've been shooting weddings a lot. I mean, that's in itself, it's a lot of juggling with the day job, the family time. How many weddings do you do you usually do in a year? Like this year, what's the projection? So this year is 16. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be that's a good year. But that, that's about as many as I'm willing to take uh, yeah. anymore. And, and all those other commitments we just mentioned there, the, it'd be too many spinning plates, you know. We, I wouldn't be able to juggle that much. So, so 16 weddings is about enough. Um, I don't think I have enough energy in the tank for, for that much more. Uh, I try and host a couple of photo walks as well. So I don't want to uh, forsake those. I don't want to get rid of those in my calendar. So for that reason, it's, it's limited to 15, 16. I mean, that's close to a full-time job as a wedding photographer. Like I say, I'm productive in the evening and the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy because a lot of wedding photographers who only shoot weddings uh, don't do more than that, uh, you know, in a year. And and I guess they probably do other other gigs on the on the side but uh wow that, that's impressive with a full-time job beside but i guess that's the way to go i mean you can't just uh are, are you planning ever to to become full-time uh well if you asked me this question yesterday the answer might be different and the day before the answer yeah, might be different. It, it's uh it's a bit of a thumb suck you know you see which yeah. way the wind's blowing it depends some days i think yeah go for it i love this so much other days i think no, I quite like the pension and the healthcare and the, the yeah. regular pay and the consistent income and all those good things. Um, but for me, I, I don't see it as something on the side. I see it as my second job, which is yeah. what I say to clients as well. They say, uh, you usually get the question, so do you do anything yeah. else? Uh, and of course, my wedding and my, um, my, my day job in IT, they both make up a total income. So it's not that I have a, I'm not, oh, I wouldn't consider myself to be a weekend warrior of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another job I have. I have two jobs. Yeah. And a, a lot of people do. And the advantage is that you like both. 
a lot of people exactly. hate both their jobs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's pretty fortunate and, and it's a good place to be. Exactly. Yeah. It, it pays the bills. Yeah. 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 And so you do, but you do the weddings, um, alone or you have an assistant or what is no, that? Work? Well, well, yeah, previously I, I would shoot solo. So it would yeah. be only me. It would be my Ramel photography. But, um, in this past sort of six months or so, myself and a, a fellow photographer of mine, uh, we used to be neighbors. In fact, Neil Graham, we, we formed something of a partnership. Yeah. Um, Neil's also, a great guy. He is. He's yeah. fantastic, you know, and, and it, he makes a wedding so much easier, not just because, of course, he's, he's getting the angles I'm not, but uh, he's a lot of fun. He's so much fun. Uh, and as I mentioned before we hit record, I'll, I'll be going to uh, Le Mans this year in France with Neil as well. Yeah, because <clears throat> Neil shoots yeah. uh, um, sports. Motorsports yeah. and sports and, mm -hmm. yeah, you name it, Neil shoots. Anything fast and rapid, Neil shoots. He's a great <laughs> photographer. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot the question, but I think, yeah, so Neil and I have formed something of a partnership now. So we, we basically work for and with each other. Mm -hmm. So when Neil has a wedding, I'm his second. And when I have a wedding, Neil's my second. Okay. And it's a great combination because we, we know exactly what the other person is going to be doing without having to communicate it. We just know it now. It's yeah. so good. That, that's, that makes a huge difference to have, uh, especially somebody you can trust and rely on and, you know, he's just going to. He's just going to deliver because that's exactly. also the the inconvenience of hiring assistants. And I've tried and I've had some good and some bad experiences because very rarely will someone give 100 percent like you. You will as the you know, because it's your brand. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, Neil and I do go a bit further as well. So, for example, Neil and I will go to the client meetings together. Yeah. Um, we're, we're a pair of clowns, really. We're, <laughs> we're, we just have a lot of fun uh, and we find that really endearing. So yeah. people. Uh, my my booking rate uh, with Neil is nearly 100%. Whenever we go and meet someone together, we we have this sort of intuition to be able to gauge the situation, act accordingly. We can be serious and proper, or we can be the, the fools that we are to, you know, to get yeah. the booking, whatever it takes. We're we're just a good pair, so we, we work well as a team. That's, that's awesome. And the wives are not jealous yet of this? This amazing no, one. I'm kidding. <laughs> they paid for a holiday last year. So That's I right. <laughs> That's all good. Awesome. So uh, a few months ago now, you started. Uh, well, you take the train. Is That's new because of the new location where you live now, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, in the summer months last year, I was, I was uh, one of my other passions is, is uh, riding my bike as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the summer months last year, I was, I was riding. But as it started to get wetter, yeah. um, I sort of thought, okay, I'm going to find another way to get to work. Because I actually, I actually caught pneumonia in That's 2015, right. yeah. December. So um, I sort of started to listen to my body a bit more. So when I started to get a bit cold and a bit chesty, as we say, yeah. I thought, okay, I'm going to start getting to work another way. And um, fortunately, I live just a few minutes from the station, okay. and four stops away is the, just a few minutes from that station is is my office. So I decided to jump on the train. Yeah. So how long is your commute every day? Uh, 15 minutes there or thereabouts. Okay. And so tell me a little bit. So you you get on the train. So what time do you do you get do you go out? Well, it used to be that I would try and get on the train for sort of eight o'clock. Okay. Um, so I would then end up at the office for about half past eight. Um, but uh, I sort of figured that if I get on the train a bit earlier, I'll get to work earlier. I'll have that nice quiet period before other people get in so I can, you know, do do the the emails and get through everything before I start getting bothered, bothered for things. Yeah. Um, but when I found that the 7 a.m. train contained a lot of sleepers, as I call them... <laughs> 
I thought, I like this. This is pretty cool. And okay. uh, I always try and shoot every day one way or another. Okay. And being able to combine my compute, uh, commute with shooting, yeah. well, that was a combination I went for. So most oh. days I'm, I'm going at 7 a.m. So when did the idea of, um, of making it a project start? So you started taking that train and obviously noticed a lot of people sleeping on the train. Uh, and you started photographing them and it's only after you started taking a few pictures that you said, hey, I could do this every day. How did that all come about? Well, um, you, my, my first ever couple of sleeping commuter photographs weren't actually back in December, November when I started this project. They were in the middle of last year. There was a period of time where uh, I was in our London office uh, quite a bit. And on that commute, with it, literally, I get on the same platform, the train just goes the other direction. Um, there were a lot of sleepers. And I, I took one photograph um, where pretty much everyone you can see in the photograph is asleep. <laughs> I found it quite funny, you know. It's, yeah. it's about nine o'clock in the morning. We're pulling up to London Waterloo. The sun's beaming through the windows. Uh, and in the three seats in front of me, they're all fast asleep. You can see between the seats that they're sitting on and the people behind them are asleep. Uh, and I found it quite comical. Yeah. So when I sort of saw that people were sleeping, when I started taking the train in December, I just photographed them. And before I knew it, I had sort of six or seven photographs. And I thought, oh, this could be the start of a project here. I've got enough photographs to put into a, you know, a gallery of its own of, of uh, sleeping commuters, I'll call it. Um, so after that, I, I sort of started to just jump on the train, photograph one or two a day. Um, my sort of gallery grew to you know, 10, 20, and then I sort of found ways to get more sleepers each day. So the gallery started to grow in size even more rapidly. Um, yeah, and that's how it sort of grew from there. Yeah. So how how has it changed your your getting up in the morning and getting on the train now that you're on the hunt? Well, yeah. So I jump on the train each day now. Well, I get up in the morning quite excited about right who's going to be on the train today. Who <laughs> that's awesome. In a, in a precarious position, um, but you know, I, I jump on the train each day now with a phone that already has about 40 or 50 sleeping commuters, unpublished sleeping commuters, ready and waiting. So if I don't get a sleeper, that's fine. I'm still going to be able to publish one. But that also drives me to make sure that I'm getting a better sleeper each day. Sure. Um, so of the 40 or so that I've got, there are 10 that I sort of think, wow, will these ever see the light of day? Because I try to make a better picture each day. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going for the composition, the exposure, you know, the sort of the comical position that some of these people are in. Um, and, you know, just, just the, the way that these, these people sleep. Oh, it's supposed to be. Sorry, go on. No, and, and then the, the time, you know, the, the sun is hitting right on their face or some yeah. shadows. It could be some really interesting uh, differences from day to day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, each day I just try and make a better picture than the last day. And, and I know it has been a good day because I tend to then publish the picture that I took that day. Uh, on on a, a lesser day, so to speak, I'll publish a picture from the library. Or, or, of course, on a day that I don't commute, on a day that I ride my bike or if I, I take the car, I'll publish one from, from the gallery. So is it the first time you do a, a daily project like that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I'm not really a project kind of guy. Okay. Um, I don't really tend to do projects. You know, I've had to go to 365. I failed that. I oh, did you? Okay, I was going to ask. Is that uh, your first attempt and you, yeah, you've I've tried seen. before? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not necessary through a lack of discipline. It's yeah. just that, you know, I tried the 365, I failed that. I tried the, the 52, I failed that. I tried the 12, I failed that. So I just sort of forgot, you know, I'm not going to bother with projects. I'll just sort of, you know, shoot what I see. And 
for me, combining my commute with this project, it's so convenient that yeah. it works. So I, I carry it on. It's, it's easy for me to do. Therefore, I do it. And uh, okay, let's let's go back about what do you shoot with every day, and what's your workflow? Because you say you sometimes you just publish right away. Yeah, well, part of the reason this project is so easy is because I'm I'm shooting on my iPhone, okay. uh, or only my iPhone, as someone okay. might say. Um, and, and again, because I can take the picture right there and then share it off to to Instagram and and uh, the various Facebook groups like Street Focus, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, I can also then email that straight into my gallery on Squarespace as well. So there's no need for me to log into this and log into that. I literally use the notes, type up the post. Share, 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 and it's all over the internet. You know, by the time I've uh, I've got off the train, that is so awesome. That is really great, and and yeah, why not use your phone? I mean, that's the the ultimate uh, convenience, and yeah. uh, and it shows that you don't. For not only you don't have to go very far to work on a daily project and practice your uh, do your visual push-ups as uh, I think it was uh, Jay Maisel who coined that phrase uh, which I love those visual push-ups that you need to do as a photographer <laughs> like as much as possible and um, and you don't need to bring your gear you can just do that from your phone and and I think the instant gratification of having the picture out there you know mission accomplished Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there are things I, I try and do with the phone. I mean, I know that it's it's uh, only an iPhone picture. And I talk about only as in, you know, the amount of detail in the file. So, for example, what's so good about this exercise, of course, is that uh, unlike a, a camera with a, with a zoom lens or something like that on it, and, of course, sort of 20 or 30 megapixels, uh, when you crop an iPhone picture, it's not quite so forgiving. True. So one of the things I try and do is obviously get it right in camera. Um, and I think that's a really good practice. And, mm-hmm. and since switching to Olympus uh, last year, uh, I'm a massive fan of Primes now. So using an iPhone with, I know it does have a kind of digital zoom, but with a limited zoom ability, which I'd never use anyway, it's a real good sort of, you know, exercise to, to use a camera that's pretty static and, and limited in its capabilities. Definitely. So you, but you set some limitations. Do you shoot only black and white? Uh, well, I shoot in color and then I okay. convert to black and white. So, so my post-processing for the iPhone, if you like, is mm-hmm. basically that I, I use the standard camera app. I don't use anything else because, yeah. of course, it's quickly accessible from a swipe up. Yeah. And, and most sleeping commuters, it's an opportunistic thing. So I'm not walking around with, a, with my iPhone, you know, ready to shoot something. It's usually in my pocket or my top pocket or, or somewhere like that. And I'll sw- quickly swipe up, take the picture, and then move on. Um, but once the picture's there, I'll then take it into uh, Snapseed, the Google app. I'll convert it to black and white. I'll, I'll sort of almost over-brighten the picture uh, using the, the, uh, the brightness and the shadows. And then I'll add a good bit of contrast, add some sharpness, add a vignette, and that's pretty much it. On the odd occasion, depending on the situation, I may rotate the, the picture. But like I say, I, I try to avoid eliminating any pixels where possible. Yeah, that, well, yeah you'd have to. And, and you're, it's not always very bright either. So you have mm. to, uh, to work with uh, some, uh, some rainy days where it might be a little uh, over, overcast and not a whole yeah. lot of light to work with. So Well, yeah, in, in the winter especially. So you sort of, it's only just now starting to get kind of light in the, in the morning at 7 a.m. But sort of, you know, throughout, uh, yeah. sorry, throughout December and January, 7 a.m., it's, it's pitch black. That's right. Yeah. So you had to work with uh, just the, the available light on the train. 
And, Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. One thing I do do as well, I should add, uh, I have got a couple of videos on my website that sort of show people how I do this, but um, I tend to overexpose the picture a little bit, a little bit as well. As Martin Bailey says, I expose to the right mm -hmm. uh, on my iPhone. The idea being that if there's more detail in the shadows of the actual original photograph, of course, you don't have to then go and add detail or, right. or add light uh, in post-processing. So you do end up with a cleaner photograph. And on so many occasions, people have said to me, oh, is, is that only an iPhone? How do you do I, You know, I can't get iPhone shots that sharp or that clear. And I just say, you know, just just obviously tap on the focus point and, you wanna, and then drag up a little bit, make it a bit brighter, and there you go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, simple. But uh, uh, as you said, a, a really good exercise. Now, um, so how many usually on a good day, how many do you photograph? Well, my, my record is eight. Okay. In one 15-minute journey. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a whole lot of time. So, yeah. so you, you pretty much don't sit during your commute ever. Well, some days, you know, actually, Valerie, I do. I sit the whole way. Uh, it, it, it really does depend. So I've noticed a trend having been doing this for some time now, that sort of Mondays are pretty good sleeper days, but Thursdays and Fridays are great. End of the week, people are exhausted. <laughs> so Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think people are just getting warmed up, you know, for the week, or they're, they're about warmed up, so they tend not to sleep as much. Yeah. But um, there'll be some days, either Thursday or Friday morning, I'll jump on the train, I'll take a seat, and, and the formation of seats on, on the trains I take there, so you, you have two rows, or you have, yeah, two rows of seats facing each other, and you have a... Uh, two rows of three and two rows of two. So effectively you have 10 seats kind of, if I sit down, I've got visibility of nine seats, if you like. Yeah. Um, and there have been trains, like I mentioned earlier, that train to London where I can sit down and everyone around me is sleeping. <laughs> I'll wow. be the only person awake. And there'll be other days where I'll, I'll sit down and there'll be no one asleep. Um, so it, it really does depend on the day, on the train, the time as well. So that's, it's an interesting uh, study in people behavior. I mean, really, I, I wonder if our lives have got so busy that, I mean, definitely people are not getting enough sleep. If they sleep that easily on their commute to work, I mean, I, no matter what, I could not sleep. That's just not me. Uh, I, mm. I mean, I can barely sleep at night, so let alone when I'm on a train or a plane. But um, it, it's, it's quite interesting, as you say, how, how many more people, you know, fall asleep on their commute a, um, a Thursday, Friday versus the Monday commute yeah, or the, yeah, the Tuesday. Yeah. It's 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 quite a it's quite an interesting study in itself, and uh, it makes you wonder: Had you done this project, you know, like let's imagine somebody does this project fifty years ago. Mm. I wonder if if it. I mean, people probably work longer hours, but their lives were probably a little quieter when they were not at work and maybe they were not so sleepy <laughs> getting yeah, to work. I kind of wonder. I but imagine times were very different back then. One thing I would say as well is that sort of Central European countries like your sort of uh, France, uh, well, okay, I can only really speak for the UK when I say this, but I, I read somewhere and I kind of believe it to be true that the UK do tend to work some of the longest hours in the world because of our geographical location, because we're you know, sort of five hours uh, ahead of, of the east coast of the US, and obviously we're still in the working time zones of, of Europe. And even those, you know, countries lower south, like South Africa, for example, 
example, we're doing business with a lot of other time zones. So we tend to start work very early and finish work very late. Um, so I tend to sort of sort of believe that, that, that people in the UK tend to be more tired than other places. Mm-hmm. People might be listening to this and going, oh, whatever, that's not true. But I sit on a train and I see 10 people all asleep in one carriage. I tend to think that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. would be interesting. I don't know. I just feel like... Uh... I don't know. I don't see the French being that sleepy on the way to work. Yeah. I don't know. You know, every 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 picture I post, I do kind of uh, write some some musings as well. I do, yeah. you know, a little observational comment. So, for example, I've noticed that the people tend to. Uh, I posted today, for example, that there's what I call sleeping position 101, which is the most <laughs> common position for people to sleep in. You know, they they'll sit upright, they'll be huddled up against the window, so a sort of corner yeah. seat, so to speak. And if they have a bag or some sort of possession, their hands will be wrapped over the bag in front of them. That that sleeping position 101. Yeah. Um, and you have that position all the way to people lying down across three seats, which is something I photographed as well. So wow. there's everything in between. That's amazing. So what's the the funniest you've seen, the most comical sleeping position you've found? <laughs> Tell me some there's, examples. I mean, that, okay. that would just made you giggle. <laughs> there's, there's probably two that jump out at me. Um, one is because it reminds me of my wife and myself. <laughs> and one as well, because I was just quite shocked how comfortable this guy had made himself. So I'll start with the latter. Um, I think it was maybe only in January I saw this one, and it's one I've shared. Um, it was quite uh it was, i think it was a seven o'clock train and one of the carriages lights were out so it was very dark in there and and here in the uk street lights at least where i live are all a kind of amber orange color mm-hmm. a kind of quite an eerie amber orangey color and there's a section of the track where all you have are kind of street lights from the surrounding residential areas illuminating this very dark carriage and i walked into the carriage as i was doing my sort of you know walk through the train to see if i could find a sleep and there was a guy asleep across three seats but he had a pillow under his head <laughs> made from a bag he had everything you know he, he sort of effectively got on that train with the intention to sleep as far as i could tell he looked very very comfortable really comfortable nice well uh, yeah maybe that's where he gets those extra 15 minutes of sleep he needs <laughs> embraces the sleeping commute yeah, yeah. Uh, another example one one again this is another one i have shared where it, it was i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's a couple i have no reason to believe they weren't a couple the 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 lady the the, the female of the two was uh, sitting between the window and her husband so he's he's the other side of her she's sort of sandwiched between him and the window and he is asleep or at least trying to sleep on her shoulder and she's talking away and talking away and she's talking <laughs> i saw no acknowledgement from him that he was even awake but she was talking about her girlfriend's this and her girlfriend's that what they did in the weekend and in the picture i managed to take because it was a fairly low light situation you can see her gesture writing you can see her hands moving as if she's trying to explain something to him but he's just not responding he's <laughs> for the count um, you know. oh, no, there's one more example as well and this was, was one of the very very early sleeping commute photographs I took um, I got on the train I think I'll, I'll have to have a look for the photograph it's one I've sent you from, from the set Valerie but there's a guy sleeping with uh, you know like you get given on the train uh, on the plane like from, from Virgin or Delta the, the eye patch covers uh-huh. he has one of those and a neck pillow wow <laughs> He Comfort. got on the screen. He knew he was going to sleep. He prepared. He he has a sleeping kit in his bag with him when he <laughs> This guy's incredible. Yeah. He, he includes his commute as part of his sleeping routine, as far as I could tell. Wow. I just, uh, well, I admire that, honestly, because 
I just I don't sleep on a nine hour flight. So no matter how tired I am, there's no way I could sleep. Yeah. So this is uh, to me to be able to sleep on demand like that. Boy, I yeah. envy that a lot. <laughs> I'm the same as you. You know, I've, I've flown all over the world and, and the places I've flown, no matter how long the journey has been, 14 hours or so, I cannot sleep on a plane. So perhaps that's part of the reason I find this sort of uh, sleeping commuted project Fasc- fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. I would say so. So what has the response been on social media because um, you post I mean I've never seen any embarrassing pictures of a sleeping commuters I mean they're people sleeping obviously they do that in public they're not too worried about the way they look um, what what has been the response overall because I know you've had a, a an, an incident where somebody was saying it was disrespectful and so forth could you could you tell us a little bit about that Yeah, sure. Well, my, my sort of interpretation of this project is the same as yours. I don't think I'm demeaning anyone. They're in a public place, and, and especially those people I just mentioned that who were prepared to sleep. Yeah. I, I think if they're prepared to sleep, they're not necessarily embarrassed about it. Now, other people who are sleeping might be, but like I say, they're in a public place. I kind of see it, uh, right or, rightly or wrongly, as, as fair game. I'm fine with it. And if I were personally photographed sleeping, I wouldn't mind. And I'm not just saying that because I'm doing this project. I just sort of think... Yeah, that, that's what happened. I was asleep. Someone photographed it. Now, I lay the, my opinion out there because some of the feedback I've got, uh, well, I'll start by saying that 99%, if not more, has, has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, it's got mixed reactions in terms of its positive. Some people have found it fascinating. Other people have found it hilarious. Other people just think it's, it's really cool. And like I said before, other people are just more interested to know how I get these pictures with an iPhone. Yeah. But there have been a couple of people who've said that it's demeaning, um, that it's an invasion of privacy. Um, I've even had somebody call me, um, oh, what was it they called me? I can't remember. Was it when you sort of look through someone's like window? Like voyeuristic? Or? Voyeuristic. That okay. was the one, yeah. They, they said that, oh, I was voyeuristic and it was, uh, it was pathetic. And I just thanked them for their opinion and, and moved on because yeah. their opinion, as far as my feedback is concerned, is the minority. So I'd be really interested to see what listeners think of the project, to be honest with you. Yeah, well... Most of them are street photographers, so I don't think anybody would see anything, uh, anything abnormal, uh, about that. And, and everybody's got a different, uh, opinion or different idea of ethics too. You know, what one person mm-hmm. finds ethical is not for another. And it's a cultural difference too. Um, yeah, I, I don't photograph people in embarrassing or vulnerable situation, but there is nothing that doesn't qualify in this project, in my opinion. There are people that are being, um, I mean, they're on surveillance the whole time they're sleeping. I mean, mm. it's, it's being recorded yeah. on the train, yeah. especially in Absolutely. the UK. Yeah. Mm. So uh, what's the difference? Yeah, you post them online. But as you say, it's fair game. They're in, uh, they're in a public, uh, they're in public. And uh, if they or if they don't want to be seen sleeping, then just stay awake. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? I'm not photographing them and, and then photoshopping them into precarious positions. Exactly. This is, for me, an observation. Yeah. All I'm doing is taking the photograph, converting it to mono to make it, you know, sort of a bit more of my taste, my impression. And then and I'm sharing it. I mean, yes, it's going on Instagram and Twitter, but otherwise uh, for Facebook, I, I only really share that into to three private groups. Uh-huh. Um, for, for that reason, it's... Partly because, um, obviously, I do do the wedding photography, and 
I try not to divide opinion on Facebook for, for that reason, because it's, it's a platform I use for marketing and whatnot. That's um, true. But I have, si- I have had a client who's mentioned, she said, oh, I saw your sleeping commuters on Instagram. I said, oh, oh what, what did you think? She said, oh, it's brilliant. I really like it. I like that you're photographing every day. Uh, and then she said, same thing. Are you just using an iPhone for that? I said, yeah, I am. She said, wow, I'd love to see what you can do with your, you know, your proper camera, so to speak. I said, Good. well, you know, you'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, the feedback is always mostly positive. Yeah, yeah, because people don't see anything wrong with that. I find it, yeah, I find that what I call humor in the street, you know, humor in street mm-hmm. photography. It's not roll on the floor funny, but it's it brings a smile to your face. And I think this is a good way to, uh, you know, it brings a smile to my face when I look at your picture uh, almost daily uh, on the, on you know, on my phone, because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's life. It's, it's basically, you're recording life, you're recording life of a commuters in 2016. And who knows how that's going to change? You know? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this project, it did start out as a bit of fun. I sort of saw people sleeping, thought, oh, I'm going to photograph them. And that's all it was. Um, but as I said earlier about me making the observations of people sleeping more on specific yeah. days and, and having specific sleeping poses, um, I have started to make real observations about people's behaviors. And, and on my posts, when I you know, write my sort of, sort of thoughts, I, I do question, are people including the half an hour, hour, whatever their commute is, that sleeping time as part of their sleeping routine. So do they think, okay, I'm going to get six hours in bed tonight and an hour on the train, therefore I sleep for seven hours? Or is it that they get on the train, they're tired and they fall asleep? Um, you know, one thing you, you may notice in the gallery, if you look carefully, is that there, there are a couple of sleepers who are appear multiple times. Mm-hmm. multiple times uh, there's one particular guy uh, bald with a, with a goatee he often wears a, a sort of hooded jacket with the fur around the, the rim of the hood I have him maybe seven or eight times and I could have him more in my gallery I, I pr- could have him sort of 10 or 15 times but I often walk past him and think I've got a few of him and he tends to sleep in the same way and, and wear the same jacket so the, the picture wouldn't vary too much but I genuinely believe that, that some people include their sleep on the commute as part of their sleeping routine. This is an hour that they need to get ready for the day. Yeah. Oh, I I, I believe so. I believe so, which is in itself kind of sad, you know, that we're so sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I mean, it is a, a it is a big issue. I mean, in, in most countries, people are just sleep deprived. Um, there's just, uh, yeah, I don't know if there is any esca- any way of escaping that. But uh, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what is the shot you're looking for now? The shot I'm looking for? Well, there's a few shots uh, I look for, and I think I've come close, but not always. Um, I, I want to see, I want to get a shot of a commuter sitting dead opposite me, parallel, center of the frame, and, and I want to put the phone really close to his face, or her face. Um, I just have it in my mind, therefore I want it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> That's yeah. one. Um, I've got it a couple of times, but I just haven't had the... the can I say balls? I've mm-hmm. said balls. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I've said it twice. Damn. I haven't had the balls to get the phone close enough yet. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I, I haven't... But you know, that, that's me getting in the way of, of the photograph that I imagine. Uh, and another one is is... I've got them a couple of times, but three sleepers. I like the rule of three. But again, same yeah. sort of thing. I want to sit dead opposite the rule of three and, and, and have that symmetry. symmetry yeah, exactly that. Um, but otherwise, I, I tend not to get on the train with too many preconceptions. Otherwise, yeah. I overlook what's in front of me. Yeah, that's true. Which is a, 
It's, it's a rule I go out on the street with when I do street photography, and it's a rule I apply to weddings as well. Like, I try not to think, okay, I'm going to do this shot under that arch, or I'm going to get this sleeper laying. I try just to think, okay, let's see what's on the train today, and I'll, I'll be opportunistic about what's in front of me. Yeah, good, good idea. Now, has any uh, of those sleeping commuters woken up? Well, obviously, you phone, <laughs> you turn it off so it doesn't make a sound, so you can't wake them well, up with the click, or tell me. Well, that, that took some learning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to tell you and the listeners that I, I have been caught red-handed, you know, but, but I haven't as such. Um, you, you say about the volume, when I first started doing this project, I mean, I tend to leave my phone on, on silent and do not disturb overnight anyway. Um, but there have been a couple of occasions where I'll, I'll sit down, there'll be a sleeper in front of me, I'll get the phone out. I'll take a picture and you, you hear that, that iPhone shutter, click, yeah. you know, uh, and, and the guy in front of me, uh, th this sort of sound, I'm not sure if you can hear this, but it's, it's this sound. Oh, yeah, it is pretty loud. I mean, yeah. yeah and on a, on a quiet commuter train at yeah. seven in the morning, that's enough to wake a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have done that when the phone is sort of 20 inches from someone's face and I had to quickly sit back and uh, <laughs> nothing happened, you know. So <laughs> I've, I've been nearly caught. Um, but then there are also a couple of times where I think I've been caught, but fortunately Britishness has saved me. And okay. what I mean is um, it happened yesterday. Um, I, I took a picture of a young lady. She was she – was, a row, there was a row between me, a row of seats between me and her, and I sort of took a photograph of her between the seats. So I had to lean really far forward to get it. Uh, and as I sat back, I looked around to check that nobody saw me, and there was a guy behind me, and he'd saw me. And, and he did a very British thing. Rather than going, you know, like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? What, what, what's going on there? Hey, miss, wake up. You know, he just sort of shook his head in disappointment and gave a... Okay. You know, and yeah. then went back to doing whatever he was doing. So, you know, he, he was too British to confront me, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, thank me, Brit uh, thankfully, Britishness saved me, as I like to say. <laughs> that's that's funny. Now, I, but I mean, if somebody does ask you what you're doing, I mean, all you're going to say is I'm working on this project, right? I, I think I would be honest. I yeah. think I would, because... Um, not necessarily because of this, but that time that that person called me voyeuristic, if I, I think if I were caught and then try to hide it or be sly about it, then that would maybe make an element of what they said true because I'm trying to be sneaky. Um, I mean, I am trying to be sneaky to get the shot because, of course, this is sleeping commuters, not people who just woke up. Startled, <laughs> waking yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, doing the head like commuters. Yeah, this is not what that is. Um, but I, I guess I would just say, look, I'm really sorry. I am doing a project, uh, an observational documentary project on, on sleeping commuters. And I, I would hopefully try and embrace them in that. Yeah. And of course, uh, the same rule I have for street photography, if they said that they're really not comfortable with that, I'll just say, look, I'll delete it. I, I apologize. Yeah. And I would probably then walk to the next carriage with my train, my, my leg, my tail between my legs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I mean, you can't, if somebody is confrontational, the one thing is for the street photographer not to be confrontational back. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. the biggest mistake. Uh, so that's awesome. So, um, so so far, going doing this project has been obviously positive for you. Uh, is that something you plan on continuing through the the year? Do Do you see an end to it? What What are the plans with the the images? I mean, they're on a gallery online. Um, yeah, any long term yeah. project? 
I, I haven't got anything in mind. Somebody mentioned doing a blurb book, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but as with most things, I do like that. What I would probably try and do is is partner with some sort of sleep charity or something like that. I know a lot of people have sleep disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if there was any kind of purpose for this project, other than for, for my own personal amusement and and daily photograph kind of exercise and for everyone else to look at i would probably try and find a purpose for it like that to to raise these observations uh, to society to show them look look people are not getting enough sleep or you know that just something like that yeah i think as a series of photographs uh, it does highlight uh, as we as we alluded to, an issue i think yeah. to raise awareness really and that's mm. that would be a a, a really good way to do it I, yeah, I, yeah. I think and I think if, if it was presented in the right way um, whether it were through a charity or a blurb book I don't know um, I, I think it could convey a message and I think it could raise an awareness of some kind um, but this is me kind of imagining the, the maximum potential of it rather than oh I could do this I could do that I could do a gallery showing this is me trying to find a purpose for it yeah. more than just for my own personal gain Yeah. Well, that's that's been really, really fun. And again, I just wanted you on the show, not only to talk about this project, which, as I said, just made me smile from day one, uh, because I just thought, what a good way to use your your commute time. You know, that's definitely something. I, and that's what I do on in airports. You know, usually if I have a long layover, I just walk around with my camera um, yeah. and uh, and also to to show people that. You don't need a whole lot of time to practice your photography every day as a street photographer or any photographer for that matter. Um, well, unless you, you know, you photograph grand landscapes and you commute to work. That might be a little more, more challenging. But as street photographers, we can practice every day. Everybody has at least a lunch break or a commute or a little bit of time somewhere. So really, the I don't have time to practice is not a good enough excuse. It's you don't have the drive to do it because you have 15 minutes to to uh, on a commute to work and you make full use of those 15 minutes and that's your that's your 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 visual push-ups for the day. Yeah. And I know I'd go further as well to say that that not every project you do has to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. So for example, sleeping commuters I share it and people like and comment it and that good sort of good stuff. Um now I'm not saying if you, you know, to sort of take a picture of a pencil every day and share it that you're gonna get, you know, a thousand likes or find a purpose for that. But by photographing something, anything every day, you, you it's gonna it's gonna help you. It's gonna help keep your skills polished and sharp and, and ready to go. For sure. I mean, look how much you've learned just using a simple tool as the the phone and within those limitations. No matter what, it makes you a better photographer when you're working um, on a different project or for a client, because everything you learn, it just all adds up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly that. And yeah. one thing I would add as well, one last thing is I, know, I can imagine people listening now saying, which iPhone, which iPhone? Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's, it's the iPhone 5S or the iPhone 6 Plus, not the 6S Plus, the 6 Plus. Um, but the cameras aren't too far different on either of those. So it's not latest and greatest. It's not a 40 megapixel thing. I'm not using my uh, DSLR or, or mirrorless. It's just the iPhone 5S or 6 Plus. Yeah. And uh, that's really all you need to, uh, to practice and exactly. uh, and keep uh, and make it fun that's the thing you know if you if you have to take out the you know a dslr on the commute every day to <laughs> photograph people well first of all you're probably going to draw a lot of attention to yourself and and you may you know you may find that the the british uh, uh, 
How would you say that? The Britishness? Um, yes, the Britishness may not be so kind after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it only stretches so far, that Britishness. Yeah, yeah. We're like sleeping volcanoes. Yeah. Once we're angry, we're really angry. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, being discreet like that, it just teaches you to remain invisible, you know, when you're on the street and you, because the whole point, it's not so much being sneaky, it's not to disturb the scene and certainly not to disturb sleeping commuters who really need that extra 30, 15 minutes or, or so of sleep every day. You don't want to get them angry. <laughs> I, I do like your idea of startled commuters. That, yeah. it, it, might, it, might, it might evolve into that kind of project next. I might give them a tap on the arm and wake them up and then photograph them now. Yeah, next time you may just want to bring a, a flash too. <laughs> and if I get caught, I'll say, well, there's this French photographer called Valerie who said I should, <laughs> I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would blame Bruce Gilden or something, you know. I'm just doing it Bruce Gilden style now. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is funny. Well, this has been really fun. Now, where can people go see more of, of your work and this project? Well, I'm all over the internet in various places. The the project specifically, um, if you follow me on Instagram at uh, Ramel Photo, which is R A W M E W L Photo, uh, I, I tend to post the images there daily. If you're in Street Focus, uh, you can see the images there. I'll post them there as well. But uh, the best place to see them in a kind of unfiltered, uh, without the captions and words, is just over at michaelramel.com forward slash sleeping commuters. Uh, and on that website is all my street work and my wildlife work and my sport. Anything I do really goes on there. That's that's my website for all my uh, personal photography work. Um, and if you're interested, uh, I shoot weddings with an Olympus camera, with Olympus OMD EM1 and uh, EM5. You can find all that work over at ramelphotography.com awesome well i'll put all the links on the show notes and uh some of those sleeping commuter commuters on the on the gallery as well so great well good luck with the rest of your project uh stay safe don't forget to turn off the sound on the iphone <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon again michael Thanks, Valerie. Speak to you soon. Thank you. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and check out the pictures for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. And please do share the links on social media. My name is Valerie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.